a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. We have a few days left to make up our mind. To fill out your mail-in ballot or make arrangements to visit the polls. Have you made up your mind yet? No, not yet. I still have to, ma- I still have to mail my ballot in as well. We're going to spend the next half hour speaking to the two candidates running to represent Utah's 4th Congressional District. There has been uh, a little bit of back and forth uh, in the media via press conference and tweet and statements. And I just wanted to get to the bottom of, uh, of something. We're going to talk about issues as well. We're going to start the conversation with Burgess Owens, who joins me now. Uh, Mr. Owens, first, welcome to the program. How are you? Thank you, Lee. I appreciate it. Looking forward to the opportunity for sure. Sure. Uh, b- before we get into issues, I want to take a, just a quick moment to deal with something that's come up between your camp and the McAdams team. I'm going to play some audio of you, sir, last night on uh, Laura Ingram's program, and I'd like to get to, to get your response to that. And I have a little uh, news flash, and this is kind of gives an idea where our country is at this point. About an hour before coming to the show, we got an a, a email from uh, Deseret News, a major newslet, uh, let, uh, outlet here, that they're actually ceasing our advertisement five, five days into, uh, and two uh, before, uh, uh, before the, the uh, election, and they decided to pull our ads. I have no idea why. I want to get into the, the details of, of your interactions with the Deseret News, but first let me ask you, what was the message you were trying to communicate with the ad? It was actually a history of my opponent. Uh, you know, this is, and by the way, I'd like for everybody who's listening, if you have any, any interest in what my stance are or anything that's been coming out uh, on the media, uh, please go to Burgess for Utah backslash facts. And wh- what I think our, uh, Utahns actually expect is fairness and honesty. And, and at the end of the day, the ad was, was highlighting uh, there's a history, there's things that we need to be talking about in terms of the, the record, the actual record of my opponent. Uh, so far, it's been such a negative process. 95% of the ads have been just negative, what was highlighting, highlighting things that, that are not true. But here's, here's the thing. Unless we get a chance to talk about the policies, Utahns don't know exactly where we stand. So my ad was actually there to point out a, a few things uh, that, uh, that I think it's important that, that, our, that, our, that our constituents, our potential constituents, have a chance to, to know about. The, the ad claimed that he, was un, that he was at one time under investigation by the, the FBI. Was it fair to was it fair knowing that the FBI later via a spokesman uh, said that there was no evidence of wrongdoing ultimately? Was it was it fair and do you think uh, appropriate to have just the words that he was at one time under investigation? Does I that think that's, that's, the, just as, that's just as fair uh, because it's true. But what what he's uh, when you go into my ads in terms of uh, setting up bombs down in southern uh, southern Utah. Or um, what is the other things? Uh, the, the litany of things that they've pointed out that have not been fair, not been true. And that's why, again, I ask people to go to BurgessForUtah.com backslash facts. And you see exactly what, what the $10 million that uh, the Pelosi PAC has put into this event to make sure that we cannot get the message of what we stand for. And, and Lee, this is the key. We're now talking about things still yet. Have we not talked about things like where do we stand on, on, on life? Where do we stand on education? Where do we stand on faith? How about how about, how about the, the business ownerships, the business owners that we have here, and their needs is coming out of the issues they are coming out of. Those things have not been talked about for months. 
because in, instead of doing that, my opponent has put millions of dollars into trying to keep me on the defense. What I'm saying is this. We now have a page that deals with every single issue that's been brought up. It's very obvious, very obvious you'll see who's being honest, who's being fair. And what happened uh, with Desiree News pulling out advertisements was not fair at all. Five, months, five days into the, uh, into the uh, before election, that all of a sudden we're not able to get our message out. I don't, that's not a Utah that's not that's not the way we we, we operate here. So uh, I think it's I think it's very good that we're talking about this, and I think it's uh, it's good that he that he answers to uh, any of the issues that we've been bringing up. The, the Deseret News put out a statement saying that they had ceased uh, taking advertising, or rather, they had not ceased taking advertising from your campaign or any other political candidate, and that throughout the campaign season that. The Deseret News has repeatedly run advertising from both uh, your campaign and that of uh, Congressman McAdams, and that the advertisements posted this week, the one we've just described uh, on Deseret.com on behalf of uh, your campaign, fell short of the advertising standards. On Laura Ingram's program, on, yeah. <laughs> on Laura Ingram's program, you, you you said that there was a, a certain measure of uh, you, you you were caught off guard. Uh, and that it happened very suddenly. Absolutely, we cut off guard because we were told, I, I found out an hour before I came to the show, we had not set up any time to even discuss it. Uh, they, had, they had also actually mentioned in the email that they wouldn't mind looking at getting, re, getting us a refund. So they had already made a decision, and it, they would give us an opportunity to talk at some point. We had not set up a time to, to talk about it, but this is five days before the election. This is the most important time to get the message out for those who are not knowledgeable of what's going on. And they, they want to now take days for us to figure out. And by the way, they, they said it was taken, taken down because of artwork. Now, what does that mean? I have no idea. But at the end of the day, it, 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 it impacts my, my, my messaging, and it does not impact uh, my opponents who's been putting together falsehoods for months. Nothing. The things he's been talking about, it could be very easy fact-checked. But yet they've been running it. Nobody's, nobody's pulled it off. Nobody's asking questions about it. Where's the media? Where's the media when it comes down to asking him the hard questions? So far, that's, been, that's one of my most disappointing processes of being a Utahan. I just didn't know that, this is the, that it could work this way here in Utah. Well, we believe me, in being fair and honest. Let, and let so let's make out. sure that both, account, both people are being pulled to the carpet and asked the, the tough questions. McAdams has not been done. That has not happened with McAdams yet. Well, l- let me just let you know and listeners know that uh, immediately following our conversation here, we're going to take a commercial <laughs> break. And then following that break, I'll be speaking with Ben McAdams and asking him equally rigorous questions. So uh, you, you rest assured that uh, everyone's getting fair treatment here on this program. And I appreciate that, Lee. I really do. Well, what you, what you might want to start off is asking him, how can you continue to put out the falsehoods that he's put out and feel no shame? Let's talk, let's talk about you. Uh, let, let's, set, uh, let's set your opponent aside for the duration of our conversation. We just have a few minutes left. I, I told a number of people that you and I would be speaking, and uh, I, I was looking for you know, some, some guidance and some tips on, on what to discuss with you uh, about the issues, what's important to, to Utahns, uh, specifically in the 4th District. And I have to admit, by and large, the, the question that came was uh, to, to get you to, to once and for all uh, clear up your position uh, on QAnon, on that <laughs> idea and that belief. And so take, okay, take sure. just a moment, uh, be clear, yeah. and then we'll get on to the issues <laughs> at hand. Absolutely. Uh, def- uh, I denounce that. And let me ask you this. Uh, please ask my, my opponent, does he denounce Antifa? Does he announce, denounce uh, Planned Parenthood, who gives him 100% ratings? Does he denounce uh, defunding the, the, the police? Or how about uh, Omar, the, the uh, AOC plus three, who are anti-Semitic in their, in their views? Please ask him those questions because I want him to denounce that as well as as, as well as, as I have denounced QAnon, uh, and and I will say this about QAnon, I I don't the one thing I do know, whether it be uh, uh, Tim Ballard, Tim uh, Tebow, 
the president, anybody who looks at looking into the child trafficking, which we put together a program on my website to make Utah the first traffic-free state in the union, anyone who discusses that is some kind of way called by the left. It's only come from the left. QAnon. Now, now again, we, we, we're not talking about uh, Antifa. We're not talking about the, the damage that BLM has done, Dot Inc. has done to black businesses, black lives in the last, last few months. But they are really focused on this one issue. So at the end of the day, I, defund, I, I denounce that totally. And I now want you to ask my, my opponent if he denounced those things I just asked. Antifa, right. Planned Parenthood, and, um, and, uh, uh, and defunding the police. All right. Uh, b- before you go, I want to ask you one of the questions I asked the very first time you and I had an opportunity to speak. And it is uh, 100% issues-based, and it is in the hypothetical scenario you are able to uh, earn sufficient <coughs> votes from the voters. You make your way to Washington. On day one, uh, what will be your first legislative effort? What will you do uh, to to change U.S. law to either enhance it or roll back regulation? What will you do on Lee, day what a good one? question. What a good question, Lee. First of all, um, I believe that no matter what our rights might be, how free our country we, we think it might be, ignorant and free can never be, and that's Thomas Jefferson. We need to, we need to deal with the educational process. We've had decades in which our, our people, our young people, not been taught our free market. They've been, they, they go through college and they come out hating our country in debt with, with a degree that doesn't mean a thing, and they come out uh, uh, not being willing to stand for our flag. So education has to, has to be, be the very, very front, teaching our history, teach what we the people have done together. What we've done together, we should be very proud of. The fact that I grew up in systemic racism in the 60s, I can tell you firsthand, it is not present today. When we're electing a black president, or I can run for, 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 for Congress, or we have billionaires across our country that are making money that doesn't matter what their color might be. So that would be the very first thing. And I, I would also say that the, the next, right underneath that, is working for, against trafficking. We need, that's a stain on our, on our soul. If we don't deal with the trafficking issue and stop putting it into a conspiracy, conspiracy, conspiracy issue, every time it comes up, we're having children that are being trafficked. We have adults that are being enslaved around, our wor- around the world, and we're standing here talking about things that really nobody even knows about, to be honest with you. So at the end of the day, uh, those are the, things, the first two things that will deal with education, um, uh, the, the um, uh, the, the trafficking and allowing small businesses to do what they do best, bring our economy back. They should be the next yeah. uh, frontline heroes that we, that we talk about a reward and teach our young people how they should grow up to be small business owners, entrepreneurship, uh, and, and building their dreams big time. Mr. Owens, I have to let that stand. Uh, thank you for your time. Thanks for the conversation. We're going to take a quick break right now. When we return, uh, Congressman Ben McAdams running to retain his seat against Burgess Owens. We'll have a conversation with the congressman next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. And this is KSL News Radio. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. We have for the past little while been discussing the race in Utah's 4th Congressional District. And a little bit of full disclosure here. Interestingly, I had uh, the, the two candidates booked for very different topics to discuss uh, very different things here during this half hour of the program. And it was uh, not until just this morning I became aware of, uh, well, first a press conference hosted by uh, Representative McAdams. We'll speak to him about that in just a moment. And also... Uh, the the issue from which that conference stemmed a uh, a piece of advertising which was purchased by his co- his competitor 
uh, and challenger Burgess Owens, which for a time ran in the Deseret News, but was then taken down, and that has kind of led to some back and forth between the Owens camp and the Deseret News, and we'll see how that all sorts out. But uh, uh, the, what, what I can't help but notice is that, uh, similar to what I mentioned earlier, uh, in Formula One, there's a silly season. Uh, so, too, is that the case uh, in, in elections, especially uh, elections of very, very high stakes, that in the days and weeks leading up to Election Day, uh, you never know what's going to happen. And uh, anyway, just to, to get to the bottom of things uh, and to, to sort some stuff out and understand where we stand here, uh, Ben McAdams has joined us. But I'll tell you that we're going to be speaking today about a piece of legislation of his uh, and an effort of his dealing with nuclear weapons. That's the, the purpose of this conversation. But but I just have to, Congressman McAdams, ask you first about this press conference you hosted this morning. Uh, you see it alongside your uh, wife made some uh, some 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 points today addressing claims made against you by your challenger Burgess Owens. Uh, there are precious few days and hours ahead of election day. Why dedicate the time and resources to responding the way you did this morning? Well, yeah, thank you, Lee. I, I think we're we were disturbed, and you know, uh, the Deseret News took down an advertisement by Burgess Owens because it was false. And this isn't the first time. Other ads for Burgess Owens have been pulled off the air because they are false and misleading. And, you know, uh, look, politics is, is especially a, a tough campaign. They're not a lot of fun, but uh, there's a difference between hard-hitting and, and lying. And what's, what's, what we've seen repeatedly from the Owens campaign is lies and, and deception and misrepresentation. And I think it's really unfortunate. So this was the latest in, in a series of, uh, of false advertising by the Owens campaign. And, and he's upset because he's being held accountable to, to telling the truth. And when, when an advertisement is, is false and, and attacking the integrity, uh, falsely attacking my integrity, I'm happy to see it pulled off the air. And and dedicating time, uh, gathering the media together, uh, joining w- with your wife, and discussing that that was that was a necessary move here this morning. Yeah, I think it was important for people to see that it's misleading. And again, he he distorts my record. It's uh, up is down, and down is up. You know, I, I heard his comments from from your show earlier. You know, I stood two months ago. I stood with law enforcement and and the sheriff and called for increasing police funding. But he says I want to defund police funding. He talks. You know, he talks about. Um, what what he characterizes as negative campaigning and, and misrepresentations on both sides. But I'll, I'll be honest, I, I know that our advertisements have been hard hitting, but they're truthful. You know, they're in his own words. These are things that are on his website. These are things that he's saying. And uh, Mr. Owens wants to have it both ways. He wants to go to fringe Internet groups and uh, and Facebook groups and otherwise and say one thing and then not be not be accountable for the decisions he makes and the, and the words he speaks. Uh, in in this campaign. And, and, you know, I think voters deserve to know where both candidates stand on the issues. And the reality is Mr. Owens has, in his own words, supporting resuming, supported resuming nuclear weapons testing in our backyard. He has supported for years repealing the protections for people with pre-existing conditions. You know, I I think these are things that the voters need to know about when they're taking into account uh, who they're going to vote for in this election and, and not simply the the misleading ads from Mr. Owens, the the lies that are taken off the air because it violates uh, media standards and it it isn't true. In just a moment, I want to get I want to get to that question of nuclear testing and some work that you are engaged in right now in in Congress. But last campaign question I want to ask you uh, has to do with the FEC investigation uh, right now into campaign finance on the part 
of uh, Mr. Owens. Two years ago, a very similar investigation was launched against your uh, then opponent, Mia Love. Uh, it was uh, it was reported uh, here on this station and elsewhere that uh, that you had some 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 relationships with those in the organization that filed uh, the complaint two years ago, the Alliance for Better Utah. Uh, My understanding is that the Alliance uh, didn't do any filing of any complaints this year. Uh, And so just to clear uh, clear this up, may I ask you, did you have anything to do with the investigation the FEC is currently engaged in against uh, Mr. Owens? Look, the law is clear. And uh, and I'm not aware of any investigation. I do know that the media has reported and it's you know, it, it only came out in his financial report of, of a, 10 days ago or so. So it, it's new to all of us, but that he has raised hundreds of thousands of dollars in excess of, of the limit. And the law is clear. Me and my campaign, we follow the law. And I think we would expect Burgess Owens to, to follow the same rules. We are, um, ex, you know, ex, expecting the Federal Elections Commission will do their job and hold him accountable to the law and uh, and to refund contributions that he accepts in excess of of the limits. And, and I think that the voters should expect the same. The candidates uh, obey the rules, rules that are intended to keep the uh, influence of money out of politics. And, uh, and, and look, I, I think that's a, a standard we should hold all of our elected officials to, to simply follow the law and not break the law and, uh, and be honest uh, in, in their dealings with, uh, with campaign dollars. So to be clear, you haven't you haven't filed anything uh, with the no, FCC? No, we, have, we, we haven't. We, we found out about it just 10 days ago when when he filed his reports and, and, you know, that's what the news KSL and Deseret news and Salt Lake Tribune and others have been reporting. And um, we've been right now focused on getting our message out to voters, but I think it is uh, concerning to me to see that he has uh, seemed to ignore the law and believe the rules don't apply to him. Sure. Uh, Okay. The national defense authorization act, you are working on something to be included in that. That's essentially the defense authorization bill uh, that would block funding for explosive nuclear weapons testing. Tell me about this. Yeah. So you've got two, two uh, pieces of legislation right now, the house defense bill that includes my amendment that prohibits the use of any money for resuming nuclear weapons testing. There's uh, similar legislation in the Senate that sets aside millions of dollars to to restart nuclear weapons testing. And so these two bills, the House bill and the Senate bill, have to be reconciled. And uh, what I am pushing forward just uh, yesterday, sent a letter to the appropriators uh, reiterating my stance that we, in the negotiations between the House and the Senate, hold firm on, on that particular sentence that would prohibit the resumption of nuclear weapons testing. I think it is alarming to me that those monies are set aside in the Senate bill and, uh, and I hope that in the final negotiations, we're able to keep that out and, uh, and, and settle this conversation for now that uh, we will not go down that path again. Too many Utahns have died. It's been dangerous and harmful to our state. And it's something that I'm going to fight with everything I've got uh, to stop Utah from being downwind from a new round of nuclear weapons tests. Do you think the conference committee or the, the negotiators on the conference committee will be able to reconcile the, the House and the Senate versions? I hope so. I mean, that's, that's the hope. And that's, again, why we, we brought this uh, to their attention once again and, and joined with uh, many of my colleagues to say that, that this is something we feel strongly about. It's, we were able to amend the legislation to be very explicit about it. And in the final negotiations, it would be uh, unacceptable to allow the Senate version to prevail that includes funding to restart testing. $10 million, I believe. Is that accurate? 
Yeah, that's right. All right. Uh, Congressman, listen, thank you for your time. Thank you for walking through some campaign stuff and this all-important nuclear testing uh, subject. Uh, look forward to seeing what emerges, if something is able to emerge, negotiated from the conference committee. Thanks again for your time. Thanks, Lee. We'll keep fighting on it. All righty. We're going to take a break here in a moment, and we're going to set aside our look at the fourth congressional race, and we're going to look alongside our KSL television investigative reporter colleague Matt Gephardt about what happens at polling places. What are the rules for voters? What are the mask rules? What are the campaigning rules, electioneering, all that? What are the rules and what's being enforced? We'll find out with Matt Gephardt next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry and this is KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.